0: I'm gonna
1: shoot by the stuff! Hello everyone, welcome to Marcel Wells iHeartRadio a Show. I'm your girl Marcel Wells and today I'm with best-selling author, actress, and reality TV artist, Carrie B! How are you doing? How are you doing, girl? You are phenomenal. I've seen so thank much you. I actually I've actually read and seen some of your books at Barnes and Nobles. You are a big time girl. Oh my god,
0: thank you so much. Are you enjoying your time in New York? yes
1: i am i am it's a big apple everything's so bitty and busy and chaotic but i love it i love it yes now back to you you have a couple of best-selling books over actually 20 books your first book ever was called the cupcake
0: club tell us all about that so my first series was called the cupcake club i was actually eight years old i was really young and I i came up with this idea in school one day i came home i told my mom all about it it was about these four girls who start a cupcake club at their school but also use that cupcake club to simultaneously combat bullying since all these girls are bullied at their school so this book you know i was only eight years old i just had this dream of getting it published i was actually on a disney cruise with my mom and we got a call in the middle of the ocean that three different publishers wanted to do the book so it turned into a 12 book series from there I launched my two other book series, Fashion Academy and Ask Emma, so it was kind of this whole whirlwind, and it all started when I was eight, which is kind of crazy.
1: That is crazy, and it's also so crazy that you are so young to be so knowledgeable on how to make a book, especially a series. Now, like you said, the Coupling Club has 12 series on it, like you have so many series with that book. What inspired you to create that specific book as your first number one?
0: I think for Peace, Love, and Cupcakes, that's the first book in the Cupcake Club series. I was bullied a lot growing up, and I feel like as an eight-year-old girl, you know, I was also a peer mediator at my school. I was going around the school helping kids fix their own problems and arguments. It was just a really important topic that I know Mm -hmm. I wanted to get out there from a young age. So I wanted to do it in a way that was... Important and got the information across but also digestible for a young audience And I feel like the Cupcake Club achieves that and obviously anti-bullying is something that I continue to preach to this day
1: Yes, I know that you are a big advocator on anti-bullying What are some of the three things that you have proceeded to do to help the community?
0: So I work with No Bully, it's this nonprofit organization and they're going around to schools worldwide teaching kids how to practice empathy and respect from a young age. So I know if I was an eight-year-old girl and I was learning about anti-bullying in school, it would have really helped me. I think that it's not necessarily talked enough about mm-hmm. from a young age and it's my job to help no bully with that, really to start that education from a young age. So I think that's a part of it. Also, just being outspoken on social media, now that my platform is much larger than it was when I was younger. So just Mm -hmm. being open about my struggles with bullying and listening and being open to hearing about other people's struggles.
1: And that's really great because, you know, I'm a 16-year-old girl and I go to high school. It's actually my first year of going to high school. And talking about bullying, it's such like a taboo thing, especially in our generation. For some reason, even though we all go through different types of bullying, I really um, relate to you through going through that. So that's amazing. But back to your book, um, The Couple Club, what are two connections that you have with this book, like with your main character? What are two connections that you connect with?
0: well my main character she's always working for others so she's Mm. not she's not at all selfish i feel like she's she always is a girl on a mission that's how i would describe kylie she's a girl on a mission whether that's you know pursuing her passion for launching this cupcake club i kind of relate to her because my passion for writing and Uh, also just i feel like she's super loyal to her best friends she has those three close friends in her cupcake clubs and you know my best friends are my ride or die and I'm super loyal to them
1: yes I agree and I love your books because they're so relatable to real life
0: yeah I feel like that was definitely the idea I mean I at the time I was an eight-year-old but writing books <laughs> for an eight-year-old right so I feel like there weren't many people doing that at the time Like you have these adults that are writing books for eight-year-olds, but you don't Mm -hmm. really have someone like me. And I was so grateful. I had my mom by my side because, you know, I'm an eight-year-old. I can't sit down and write 200 pages by myself. Uh, Right. we (laughs) sat next to each other. The writing process was amazing. We literally just sat next to each other, bounced ideas off of each other. If you look at the early manuscripts, you see, like, her entire manuscripts. I just, like, go over with a red marker no this is bad write <laughs> <Yeah>. this instead <laughs> i love that
1: but the thing is i love that you said the um you were eight-year-old um targeting eight-year-olds mm-hmm. and i love that too because it's great mentally because when you're eight years old or when you're 13 or 14 and 15 you want your writer whoever's writing the author to be relatable to you exactly. you know what i mean that's perfect. Now you also have another book called The Fashion Academy. Now I love fashion. I remember when I was like, what like now? And also when I was like what? Like eight years old, nine yeah. years old, ten years old, looking at like Vogue and Fashion Me and all too that stuff. Girl. Always wanted to be a fashionista. Tell us about that book and what inspired you to create that book.
0: So when I created Fashion Academy, I was a little bit older and I was watching Project Runway absolutely loved yeah. it. Your Project Runway too. <laughs> that. I am girl, I am. I love Project Runway. So I was watching it and I kind of wanted to do something similar. There wasn't really a book about a fashion school for kids. Yes. So I created this book. The main character, her name is Mickey. She's kind of this outlier at her school. She dresses a little bit crazy <laughs> And I could relate to that because I was bullied a lot at school for wearing these really loud pink glitter sneakers, and Mickey's bold style kind of reminded me of that.
1: First of all, I think they were they were just jealous of how amazing and how outspoken you are because if I saw you rocking pink tiny shoes, I would be like, I need her to be my best friend ASAP, like oh. right now.
0: Yes, because I mean, you know what, I do it all the time now. I'm in college and I wear my pink glitter sneakers all the time. <laughs> so we are past the point of being ashamed.
1: Yes, as you should. Now, what is the creative, like, how do I say this? What inspires you to create these amazing concepts for books? Because these are not, like, basic concepts. I mean, cupboard Club, The Fashion Academy, Ask Emma. Like, these are really good concepts and also that are relatable to people my age and your age right now. Mm-hmm. So, tell me, like, how do you create this? What is your mindset? You know what
0: I mean? Yeah, I feel like it's honestly just what's really important to me and what interests me at the time. So, mm-hmm. as an 8-year-old girl, I had... A cupcake blog and I was obsessed with cupcakes so at the time <laughs> I did that and combined that with my interest from a young age for anti-bullying. I was interested in fashion when I was 14, 13 you know made a book off. that, right. And then Ask Emma really came about when I was getting more into social media so mm. cyberbullying was super prevalent and I just wanted to call more attention to that and how that was going on in my life and I was kind of projecting my own life and my experiences with cyberbullying through the main character, Emma.
1: That's so good. Yes, and I also, I relate to more to Ask Emma right now because as well, I'm an influencer and I totally yes. understand about cyberbullying and friendships and going through ups and downs and people changing and fake people in the industry. and real. All the time. Uh, <laughs> so I totally, I totally relate, relate to that. So now let's go to your next book, Ask Emma. Tell us about what was your main um, message that you wanted to want your readers to um, perceive?
0: Yes. I think the character in the book, Jax, says it best. He says in the book, just do you. And mm. that's something, this theme of unapologetic individuality is just really something that I want to get across in all of my books because it's taken me so long to realize that I have to be comfortable in myself. Even if other people don't like me or don't agree, it's important to be comfortable in yourself because that's the only way you're yes. going to be successful and especially in the world of social media I mean us as influencers people are looking at us all the time and critiquing right. us and if we don't love our own platforms and love ourselves then we're not going to succeed
1: yes, yes. I I completely you are preaching to me right now girl you are preaching <laughs> I love that now ask Emma actually has three books what is like what is your favorite book out of the three books that you would recommend to anyone to buy right now?
0: Ooh, okay. If you're an Emma and Jax fan, then <laughs> I think that book, because, I mean, I'm a huge romance junkie. I'm working on a romance book right now. So Perfect. Perfect. It's, not, it's nonfiction, so I'm oh. a teaser. That's about my life. Uh, so. Oh, my gosh. Stay tuned. I'll ask you another question about that in a little bit, but okay. continue, continue. <laughs> so, yeah, that's definitely on the horizon but i'm a huge romance junkie i love rom-coms so i feel like if that's your jam then check out that yes
1: one. and also i believe i i, I if i'm not mistaken, it's like about boy troubles like things like that yes. in that realm mm-hmm. uh, but I, As I said, girl, I am 16 years old. I am figuring out boys' troubles way too soon of my own, okay? But I love that. Now, my next question is, how do you embrace your flaws? Because like, we all were talking about anti-bullying and being yourself and staying true to yourself and how you reflect that in your books. Very, very personal personal, and very um, specific. How do you embrace your own flaws and make them perfections in your own way? Ooh,
0: well, obviously, nobody's perfect. So I think it's taken me a while to embrace my flaws. But everyone has things they don't like about themselves. And I think just recognizing that is really helpful. Just realizing you're not alone and nobody's perfect. Even that one girl, that one guy you think is so perfect out there, I guarantee you that there are times where they look at themselves in the mirror and they're like, ooh, I don't like that about myself. So it happens Mm -hmm. to everyone. I think for me specifically, it's really helped to just open up. I mean, it's not... That's not everyone's jam. Like, If you don't want to open up in the public sphere and talk about what you're going through, then you don't mm-hmm. have to. But for me, opening up and kind of establishing this community and this forum for people to talk about their issues, especially for me. I talk about mental health a lot. I think it's been really helpful not only for me and myself, but also for other people to have someone to relate to.
1: Yes, I totally agree. And like I said before, it's so weird how so many huge celebrities are not as open. And I feel like, especially after COVID, COVID is still happening now, and like just what all is happening in this world, with Ukraine and everything, we need to open more about feelings and anti-bullying and being there for each other, being a community. So I, I absolutely respect what you're doing right now as one of the, the new uprising influencers in this generation. So absolutely. I totally
0: Thank you. I was yes. literally just talking to my dad about this in the car this morning. We were saying how mental health and anti-bullying, nothing is taught in schools about that right now, unless you have an organization yes. like No Bully going around. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Like, imagine if there was just like one course in school about anti-bullying. That would make such a difference in somebody's life, how to cope mm-hmm. with anti-bullying, what it means. The same with mental health. What are the different types of anxiety? What does it mean for someone? I think that if that was introduced into schools, you would see a major change in society, especially in the middle of COVID when all this is rampant.
1: Yes. And I think you should be the first one to start it. I mean, come on. You have a a great knowledge, a big portfolio of books and things. So I think you should be the first one. I mean, I would love to hear it. I would love. I would love. Thank you. (laughs) Now, you're not also a best-selling author, but you're also a reality TV star, and you're in the upcoming series Awesomest TV, Next Influencer. Tell me about your experience.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, look, I'm not going to say much, because if I'm going to be honest with you, at this point, I'm pretty done with it. Like It's been six mm. months. You'll see there's people still out there from the cast talking about it. You know, I moved on.
1: But I did watch the whole series. I know this is a very <laughs> tiptoe situation. I have some questions, but if you would like to move on about your new projects, Look, I totally understand. I will
0: answer anything you want to, but just to be upfront, like it's reality TV. Uh-huh. You can say that I'm. I love watching reality TV. I watch America's Next Top Model every night. I did not <laughs> expect. I did not expect to go into a reality TV show and be the center of all the drama but, mm. you know, the producers give you the villain plot, they give you the villain plot, like, <laughs> what people yes. don't realize about reality TV is that there's so much that goes behind the scenes, and so much that's whisper- whispered in people's ears to like, maneuver situations, and, like, it's it's not real, like, <laughs> let me just tell people, like, it's reality TV, not real, <laughs> yeah, that's Okay, I'm <laughs> and that was actually
1: a great segue to my next question, I was like, did your experience with bullying was real or was it staged? And I wanted to know that because you're also, like, you're very, as we, as we know, very anti-bullying. I was wondering if during the show, was it actual bullying or was it staged to just make more views?
0: So, my tears, I did not fake one instance of tears. Like, what people don't know about me is, this is what I always like to say, you never know what someone's going through, so you always have to be really careful what you say to someone. So, mm-hmm. like, I struggle with mental health a lot, and when someone turns to me and they, like, call me all these names, like, that's obviously not going to make me feel good. That's going to make me ruminate over those words and be really upset. So what people didn't right. put on screen is those words that were kind of whispered when I was off camera. There was one point where I felt so unsafe on the show that I had to have one of the producers escort me to my confessional, and people were laughing as I was being escorted to my confessional. Wow! But, you know, I can't say any of that on screen because no one's gonna believe me. But yeah, I feel like, was I bullied? Yes, I was bullied, and I will stand by that. What I was saying about the producers maneuvering the situation is that they'll whisper in someone's ear, oh, Carrie's sitting over there, she's talking to him, like, go go listen to what she's wow. saying Wow. Right So, they won't admit to that, but that's what happens. What they do is they maneuver the situations, but our Mm -hmm. reactions are what's real. So, when I react to someone yelling at me, that's me authentically reacting. So, tears aren't faked, emotions aren't faked, situations are maneuvered and moved around to get a certain reaction out of you, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, that absolutely makes sense. Girl, you are giving us some insider information, (laughs) and I am loving it. Now. I have a question. Do not hurt me. But have you and Taylor made amends? Are y'all friends to this day?
0: <laughs> I mean, so we don't talk. We don't follow each other. I mean, I'm gonna be straight up about that. Anyone can see that online. Mm-hmm. Um, right. But yeah, I feel like I respect her. I said I said it on Viroom too. I respect everyone in that cast. Are they gonna be my best friends? No. (laughs) I feel like we all learned a lot from that situation where we all Mm. come from different places, different backgrounds, uh, different upbringings. So we have a lot to learn from each other, and I'm grateful for the experience in that sense. Uh, But am I going to be besties with her? (laughs) No.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what? That is... That is your choice, and that's, you know, I one thing I did love about the show is that you kept on bringing up that you would not stand for this. I love how you always stand up for yourself, and I feel like a lot of people are afraid to do that, especially when you're on TV, the national television, like, it's all these different, like, voices in your head, and, but I really look up to you for standing up for what you Thank believe you. in. And people,
0: yeah. what people don't realize is they take... You know, they have me saying a million times over, I wrote 21 books, I wrote 21 books, I'm being bullied, I'm being bullied. But mm-hmm. I said that multiple times because I wanted to make sure that that got aired because that was important right. to me. But they, the producers, they take every single soundbite of me saying that and put it in a row. So I look like mm. a crazy person saying it over and over again. When really, I said it once to someone's face, I said it once in confessionals to make sure it got yes. aired. But I look like a crazy person saying it over and over again because that's something they <laughs> am hearing.
1: These people on reality T V are just messy. And I need to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If they ever asked you to be on the next season, would you say yes? No. <laughs> <gasps> really? As you should, no. honestly. No. And as you should. <laughs> as you should, honestly. Um Okay. I'm done. How
0: <laughs> I'm so I know good. this is
1: like I know we kind of, like, um, went through this, but how do you deal with pressure on being on reality TV? Because, of course, you stay through the whole season. We know that some characters on the show did leave during that season, but how did you stay there presently and also mentally, you know what I mean?
0: Oh, my gosh. It was impossible. So, two things. Um, well, three things. I took a lot of naps. So, <laughs> okay. I'm very grateful that they literally have GoPros going in our rooms 24-7. I expected them to show me napping. They didn't. Like, thank God. But I was <laughs> yeah. napping all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Second, it was just really important for me to show people that if they're being bullied, if they're being attacked, not to just run and hide and go flee. Like, if I left, that would make them feel like they won. And right. I wasn't going to do that. So, I think you see, like, on episode 8, I was just at my breaking point. Like, I wanted to leave so badly. It, was, it may have been episode 9, but I don't know. I wanted to leave really <laughs> badly. And mm-hmm. I... The only way I, like, kind of stayed sane is I talked to my best friend from home in gibberish because I thought I had privacy, but...
1: Yes, I saw the gibberish. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I need to make one well with my best friend. Like, I have no you idea have how to. you can... Oh, my gosh. I love that. I was like, what in the world is she saying? Like, Google Translate. Like, someone, please help me out. But the producers
0: I'm... are so sneaky. You yes. So sneaky because on the last day, like... Let me just say, like, the producers are not your friends. Like, on the last day, Mm. I was eating lunch with them and I was like, it's talking about gibberish or something. And they're like, wait, gibberish? Oh, let's get you in a confessional right now. Talk about gibberish. So they use that against me. So if I probably didn't say that, they probably wouldn't have put in any of the gibberish. But what I will say is, everyone says something to their friend in confidence. Everyone has, you know, little gossip sessions with their friends. It's normal, Mm -hmm. whatever. But I I needed to talk to someone about how I was feeling to feel safe. Right. That was my best friend from home, and I did it in gibberish because that's the equivalent to having a private phone call in that house. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, in real life, all conversations don't get aired. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I didn't say anything necessarily nasty to anyone's face, but if I said Mm -hmm. something in privacy to a friend and that got aired, like, if that's normal life... Then that wouldn't happen. So Mm. this reality TV—that's not necessarily reality. Like in real life, that wouldn't happen. Yes.
1: It's just drama after drama after drama, just to like, (laughs) like take people like apart from each other. It's just crazy. Now, um, if you could change anything about that experience, what would you change? It could be a perception about yourself, perception about others. It could be about the show in general. What do you think?
0: Well. At first, when I came home, I was like, oh, shoot, maybe I should have kept my mouth shut. Like, maybe I shouldn't have, like, kept bringing up that situation. But, like, in retrospect, like, I knew that everything I said in that house was true. Right. Like, from day two, like, I sat in that house and I watched as she FaceTimed her boyfriend in my room. Like, I know it's Mm. true. Like, you don't need to argue it, but, like, I kept bringing it up over and over again because nobody believed me, so... Right. It's easy to go back and say, like, oh, I wish I didn't say that, but it was true. I mean, Mm -hmm. I never said anything but the truth. So, it was hard at first to see the silver lining, I think, in being on a show, but like I said, I feel like I learned a lot from everybody in that house. Uh, I said this on the last day, I feel like I learned how to fight my own battles and be strong. Like, if someone comes up to me and starts screaming in my face, now I feel like mm-hmm. I have a better understanding of how to handle that. Yes, yes. But, yeah, and I, that's mean, a- I respect everyone on that show. Am I going to be friends with them? No. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because, like, people continue to, like, speak out and talk about, like, drama that occurred, you know, six months ago. Right. <laughs> and they get mad at me for saying the same thing two weeks. But yes. I don't know. I, yeah. That's Yeah.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you, I really, like I said before, like, I really respect you for uh, standing up. Because I feel like that's one thing that I have hard doing in situations, you Mm -hmm. know. And I can't imagine being on national television. That's like a completely different realm. And completely different realm. Because, yeah. Because one thing that I have problems with doing is confronting people. Because I like peace. I don't like confrontation. Because I, because, but... It's I,
0: hard. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard, really hard, it's hard. And especially yeah. because, you know, when, when you're in a situation when all you're trying to do is, like, get your truth across and no one mm-hmm. believes you, and then obviously, like, you say things you don't mean, you say right. things that come across the wrong way, and I do, like, I apologize to anyone out there if anything came out the wrong way, but at the same time, like, I said nothing but the truth on that yes. show. <laughs> like, I could say it over and over again, but it's like, you know... it's nothing it's nobody believes
1: me and also during the show i did also um see that you never call anyone out of their name you only said the truth and how you were feeling that point of view everyone else
0: were kind of taking it a little bit far a little bit too far and like i said when like when i kept saying i was here's a little behind the scenes info for you the second when i said i was (laughs) being excluded on the show and they're like oh she wasn't being excluded and then Producers cut to a clip of me hanging out with people at night. That was from night one, and this episode was maybe night six or seven. Are you serious? And they cut to a clip from night one. Like I said, when I wasn't filming, I was either napping or being escorted by a producer to like a or a security guard to a confessional. On night five, That's... I had to be escorted because I was so scared of being confronted.
1: That is crazy. Well, thank you so much for telling your truth because I believe it. I mean, thank actions you. speak oh, I actions. It. I truly believe that actions speak louder than the words. I yeah. truly believe that, and I think your actions and your words do align with each other. And some people's just don't.
0: Does now, <laughs> yes, um, I wait, have one. Long- my computer is dying. Let me go plug oh, okay. it. Right, can okay. plug Okay. If I go plug it yeah. in, okay. Good. Yes. Okay. We're going to my bedroom. We're gonna switch <laughs> locations. There'll be like a yeah. mysterious location change. Yes, I love it. Okay, wait, hold on. So, do you, so. Are you
1: enjoying um in New York City too? Even though you live here.
0: Oh, I love New York. Oh my god. Yes. You literally hear me on the show always like I want to go. I wanna go. <laughs> but I did. I, oh my god! I literally did. I was so miserable. We were in, we were in the middle of Temecula, and it was beautiful. Uh-huh. But like, I was so done. <laughs> yeah, I would I be done so too, done. girl. I
1: would be done. I mean, oh. it wasn't
0: even like the place. It was just like being on a reality show for like two weeks is just not it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I agree I don't I don't think I could like be in like a solitary solitary confinement that long with that much like drama and like oh I cannot.
0: God. you don't know how I much would... I wanted to leave every day <laughs> every day and that's why I call my friend I mean I would call my friend and I'd just be like look I want to go so bad and she'd just say yes. like, you know stick it out stick it out you can do it but, like, nobody knew, like, my side and what happened behind the scenes mm. and how I literally locked the door at night because I was scared for someone to come in. Are you in. serious? Stop. I would lock the door because I didn't want people to, like, come in when I was sleeping. Like, it was just a mess. Oh, my God.
1: But, uh. yeah, that
0: was just the thing. Like, there was a point where I just felt unsafe in that house. Mm. And, I mean, it was probably, like, day 9 or 10 when, like... I th- you see it, like I'm kind of like chased to my room and like people are screaming at me and I just lock the door and I don't want to come out. That's like those last <sighs> two days, I just felt unsafe and like that's mm. when I was kind of ready to leave and leave. be done.
1: Well, now you are back in New York City. You're living your best life. Hallelujah. Thank you, <laughs> Lord. I love it. Now, okay, I have to ask you two more questions about the show yes. and then we're going to move on, okay? okay. <laughs> now, don't, okay. What are your thoughts on Dawn? I'm sorry, I had to mention on it. who? on dawn on dawn what about her oh nothing never mind next question next question <laughs> next question okay wait, what <laughs> isn't her name dawn in the um yeah, the yeah, series yeah, yeah what, about what her? are your thoughts on her like i know y'all all y'all had like that confrontation like big tv like scene when she was calling you this and calling and you were just trying to like stop the confrontation i just want to know your wait, thoughts wait, about dawn. her dawn
0: is the one who left
1: I'm so sorry. I met the girl with the black hair. I am confusing my people. So The hot. black hair. No. no <laughs> I am. Never mind. Next okay, question. Okay. Next Beautiful. question. <laughs> okay. Who is your favorite for- person on the TV show?
0: Myself. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I love that. As you should, to you be know, honest. I, you know what? I will stick with that answer. I will say myself because I... All I had was me, myself, and I, and I had to be there for myself. And I was damn mm. proud when that show was done that I stuck yes. it out. Like, I had to be there for myself and my emotional and my mental health. Mm-hmm. Truly, I had nobody. If you asked me this question when I was on set, I probably would have said, the producers. But wow. And then I watched the show air, and I'm like, no, <laughs> not the producers, because look what yeah. happened. Yes. So, yeah, I would say myself. And in a completely unselfish way, in a girl power badass kind of way, I'm going to say myself because yes. I'm damn proud of getting through that show.
1: As you should. As you <laughs> should, Queen. You should. Now, what is your advice for any upcoming influencers that are starting in this space? In Don't do influence? reality
0: TV. <laughs> I love that. I no, love that. Real. Of any influencer starting out in this space, I would say to be consistent because that's what I've found is key in growing my TikTok account, for sure. Mm-hmm. Just posting. I usually post, like, four or five times a day. So yes. that's definitely how you grow. Interacting with your audience mm.
1: is key. Mm-hmm.
0: I respond to comments all the time, um, especially on Pinterest. I'm a big Pinterest girl, and I love interacting with people on Pinterest. <gasps> that's so good. And I love like, that. last thing I would say is just probably to remain authentic. I mean, that mm-hmm. goes without saying, but... If you're not being authentic, then you're just not going to feel good about yourself and your platform. Right, right. So that's so true. Those are my three now, key pieces of
1: advice. <laughs> yes. Now, final question. What are the new upcoming projects that you are doing that you would like to share with the world? Or you can just give us a little snippet.
0: Okay, my new upcoming project, I, as I mentioned earlier and teased 2 I'm writing a book. It is a romance book, and it's related yeah. to my life. So wow. I'm very excited. It's going to appeal to people your age. So a tween, teen audience. Love it. because, you know, you said it yourself. You're going through all this for the first time. So am I. And I feel like <laughs> same type of theme as like the Cupcake Club. I just want to have a book written by a peer for like someone's peers. So yes. like, have I want you to have almost like a big sister figure to help guide you through the ups and downs of relationships. So I can't say too much yet. But, you know, stay tuned. Hopefully I'll announce it soon. There may or may not be some roast to someone who did me dirty on Next Influencer. (gasps) Ooh. And and your hint is it is not Noah. (laughs) Okay. Stay tuned, guys, because we all know who it is.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on my iHeartRadio show. You were absolutely a blessing. I had so much fun talking to you. Guys, follow her on all her social medias. Read all her books. She is amazing. And I'll see you you. next time. Yes. (laughs) Bye.
0: Subscribe to Marcel's Heart Radio show for more info on your favorite influencers, celebrities, and what's happening now. And watch the Marcel TV channel on BTV. Streaming now on Apple TV, Fire TV, Roku, and Android TV. To connect, DM at Marcel Wells.